Hi and welcome to Slicing Time with me, Linda, host of Whitlims, What I Didn't Learn in Medical School, which is a platform for discussing topics that are crucial to health, but typically not taught, glossed over, or approached from the wrong angles in medicine and public discourse. This podcast is for entertainment and educational purposes only, and as always you can find me at Whitlims on Instagram and Twitter, and you will find the show notes on lindadoes.com forward slash Whitlims. The topic for this week is how to achieve sustainable behaviour change. As part of a content warning, I just want to put out that I do discuss weight loss in the context of an example. If you think that you might find that triggering, please be mindful of that. What do I mean by behaviour change? Well, I mean basically things that people tell themselves that they will do, such as I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to exercise more, I'm going to diet, I'm going to stop smoking all of these things that might be quite big things to take on. Some people might be able to do them just like that, but for most people, we inevitably quote-unquote fail because we typically don't succeed in actually making these behaviour changes and keeping them in the long term. I want to talk about why that happens and what can be done about it. So first of all, on a personal level, Some of these things might be helpful to you if you have ever made a promise to yourself about changing in some way and then been disappointed about not achieving that. Secondly, some of these things are very important for healthcare professionals and future healthcare professionals as fundamentally, especially in lifestyle medicine and prevention, we want patients to incorporate healthy habits which are often new to them. So it's key to understand what does and doesn't work before advising them on what to do. So that's why I want to talk about this. I mentioned quite a few different examples of behaviour changes that people might pledge to take on. And what I want to focus on is weight loss as an example, because I think that is just something that illustrates what I want to talk about beautifully. So what typically happens is that you have a lot of motivation initially, then you burn out, you plateau and you feel like a failure for not losing X amount of kilograms. Because you know, diet culture sold it to you that you should have been able to do it, but you didn't. You should just try another diet. So in terms of weight loss being the quote unquote healthy behavior change that you wanted to take on board, why do so many people fail at weight loss? So I will be linking some excellent articles and studies in the show notes for you to check out. But the bottom line is that diets don't work and specifically not restrictive diets, but also not fad diets. And literally, the majority of people that embark on a diet end up gaining any weight that they actually lose back and more. And there is ample research to back that up. Yet people keep being told to diet, right? However, in the US, there is something called the National Weight Control Registry with individuals that have lost weight and been able to maintain it for a longer period of time. Many have called the behaviours that these individuals engage in disordered. So some of the stuff that they do fits the diagnostic criteria for anorexia nervosa, for example. So that is not something we should be glorifying. And most people, let's be honest, could not be doing these things long term whilst also continuing to live their life. So outside of a research setting, we need stuff that actually works for people. In terms of references and research to back what I'm talking about, do check out the show notes. There's also an interview that I've linked with a Swedish obesity researcher called Erik Hemmingsson. He is anti-diet and I've read his book on 
the science of why diets don't work which is in Swedish and I highly recommend that but also the interview where he goes over some of those points is in English and you can find it on my website. I looked at some other research when I was prepping for this episode about behaviour change. They came up with five overarching themes in terms of what's needed to maintain behaviour changes. The first one was motives for maintenance. So you need to have a very strong motivation and a reason for changing and it needs to be enjoyable. So either doing the thing that you're doing or the outcome needs to be very enjoyable. So that is one of the things that can drive and sustain behaviour change. The second thing was self-regulation. So like the people in the National Weight Control Registry, they self-monitor by weighing themselves daily. Younger people would be vulnerable to eating disorders, so please don't do that. The third point was psychological and physical resources. So, you know, do you have the means, the energy in order to go to the gym if you wanted to exercise more, for example? Do you have the money to sign up to a gym? Do you have the time to go and exercise? And the fourth one was habit. Automatic or habitual behaviours are much easier to sustain. You know, brushing your teeth is much easier because you do it every day than maybe, I don't know, committing to drinking two litres of water a day if you don't do that because that's something you need to add into your habits. And the last theme was environment and social influences. So that means, you know, what is the norm? Like, it's not easy to go against the norm So for example, say you are a gym bro and you go to the gym, like no hate against gym bros at all. Um, This is just an example I'm using. Typically people will mostly be eating kind of ketogenic diets or high protein diets. Say you try to go plant-based in that environment, it might be a challenge because most people might not agree with you. Your friends might be like, what are you doing, bro? Um, So that's to do with your environment and then social influences, again, in terms of your support. What support do you have to help you maintain your behavior changes? So again, the five points were motives for maintenance, self-regulation, physical and psychological resources, habit, as well as environment and social influences. In terms of weight loss, I read this paper by Hall and Kahan where they wrote in their conclusions that the degree of weight loss and its maintenance should not be the sole metric of obesity treatment success. Rather, physicians should support and encourage patients to make sustainable improvements in their diet quality and physical activities if these behaviours fail to meet national guidelines. Such lifestyle changes over the long term will likely improve the health of patients even in the absence of major weight loss. So that hits the nail on the head and the focus should not be on a sole outcome but it should be on the whole picture and on how sustainable it is. And moving away from the example of just weight loss... During lockdown, I think that a lot of people witnessed their social media feeds fill up with lots of memes and people urging them to go on a health kick, better themselves, lose lots of weight, get shredded. And I actually wrote an article about this called How Not to Exercise in Lockdown, which you can find through the wonderful Clipbait Collective, and I'll link that as well in the show notes. But essentially, what I just wanted to tell people was that, you know, exercising is great, moving your body is great but there is literally no point in during lockdown building habits that you won't be able to sustain in the long term say you have plenty of time to work out and you can work out for five hours a day 
any changes that you make you won't be able to maintain those once life goes back to normal so in my opinion there is really no point in building up those habits if it's not something that you can keep in the long term that is health promoting in the long term and that is my overarching message so in order to make behavior change that lasts you need to have in mind whether it's sustainable or not You need to think, can I see myself doing this every day or every month or whatever the change is for a long time? If the answer is yes, like for example, stopping smoking, I'm not saying that you shouldn't because it's hard. I'm just saying that it needs to be something that makes you feel good and something that you can implement fully into your life that doesn't make you feel miserable. So for example, the National Weight Control Register people, they have somehow succeeded, quote unquote succeeded, I might add, to keep their weight down long term. But, you know, is it really something nice, something that's keeping them happy, something that is good for them in the long term mentally? Probably not. Possibly not. I'm also not saying that you can't make an extreme change. So you could go cold turkey, quit smoking overnight, go plant-based overnight. But again, it needs to be something that you can see yourself doing in the long term that is safe and that is enjoyable. And you need to be mindful of how you're feeling as you go through your change. So that is on a personal level. As a clinical practitioner listening or healthcare professional, I would like you to implement these same strategies when you are counselling or talking to a patient or a client. Remember those five themes for behaviour change and you can see them as five barriers or five facilitators, but you just need to remember that they're there and work with your patient in terms of how they can achieve a healthier lifestyle. I want you to communicate to them that whatever change they make, needs to be sustainable. Sorry to keep on talking about weight loss but it's a great example. Say that you are a doctor and for some reason you want your patient to lose weight so you tell them you should lose weight. The patient goes away and adopts all sorts of unsafe methods of weight loss. They drive their weight down and when they get back to the doctor they're like great gold star keep on doing what you're doing and the patient's like what like for life? I can't do that because they they couldn't see themselves you know engaging in those things forever and it's only natural because biologically your metabolism will slow your plateau and so on so it's not something that you can do in the long term so what is the point and weight loss aside that goes for any health behavior you're asking your patient to make if it's not something that they can keep up something that makes them feel good and that they can incorporate into their life then there's no not really any point in advising them to go for it in the first place tell them how they should be doing their behavior changes, what they should be keeping in mind and only then can you truly achieve long-term lasting sustainable behavior change which is the only behavior change that is worth having. And that's the episode for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it please do go ahead and share it with friends and family and on social media. You can find me at Woodlands on Instagram and Twitter and you can also find the show notes on lindadoes.com forward slash Woodlands 4 for this episode and I'll link that in the podcast description as well. I'll see you next week on Sunday. Thank you so much for listening.